Hello and welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a show about Radiant Black and everything Massiverse, a series and superhero universe created by Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Costa. I'm your host, Bashar, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Matt Murphy, Ali, and Charlie. How are you guys doing today? I just doxed myself. I guess we're not using last names. No, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm feeling 22, even though it's got me fired up. I know it's going to be a lot of Braden hating going on, and I'm here for it. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun one to talk through with you guys. There's going to be a lot of hate. And like we said before recording, we got to keep remembering that this is not a real person. This is a fictional character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good reminder for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, well over here for sure. I'm kind of can't can't wait to talk about this book. And we got got a couple of good ones we're, we're going to talk about uh, coming up this week for sure. I'm, I'm excited for as well. And um, yeah, like you said, kind of got to got to keep our tempers down for this one. But it should, it should be a fun conversation. Before we begin here, we actually got a super exciting announcement this uh, week over at the, the Massiverse. So if you got the latest edition of the Substack uh, Black Market Narrative, Substack Black Market News from Kyle Higgins, that's where you get all the official Massiverse updates, the best place to get all the Massiverse news. So make sure you're following. And basically, Kyle uh, let us know that there's something really exciting and <laughs> it's incredible. The Inferno Girl Red Kickstarter edition they had some extra copies left over and they put them on the website for sale there were 65 us uh, for a copy and of course you know all of us here ordered our copies because we love that book and, and we wanted to support them and also we really wanted to, we we all missed out on the kickstarter and we really wanted copies so you guys i i was excited how'd you guys feel yeah i uh i was i was unsure at the beginning because i was like i already got the the single issues and number three comes out in a week or so I was like, eh, maybe I'll pass. But a few days went by and the FOMO kicked in, especially after Bash and Charlie um, got theirs. I was like, all right, I can't. I got I to gotta get mine too. So I actually just got mine today. And I, I tried to yeah. you know, find out how many they have left, but I couldn't tell. So yeah. if you want yours, yeah. get on it. They might be gone in a couple of days. Uh, I was curious about that too, but um, so I was super excited. Um, just waited for a chance. These were even one was going to become available again. Like I was even looking through eBay sometimes, like all, all the time, just seeing like I, cause I saw someone throw up someone a long time ago. So I was just kind of ho hoping to get lucky, but I was happy to get a chance actually to get one from black market narrative. Uh, I know like the only thing that kind of is hesitant on us is that, is that shipping to Canada is kind of, kind of a little, a little hefty. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where um, it's kind of, I was kind of, yeah, I was, kind of uh, a sucker the first time and was really really pissed off that i i passed on that so i was happy i could get get a copy of this yeah that's the other thing it's cool that they're shipping to canada now right like that's yeah, the recent yeah. thing gosh yeah. you mentioned it that's yeah. that's really sweet i appreciate that so much because you know poor ali i think ali is the one that benefits the most out of this because <laughs> you know uh yeah he's been almost like you know uh, he's been, I've been like you know, a yeah so thanks for your service ali but uh you know now i mean we're just cheaping out for the shipping really we're just putting it through hell so no that's super nice and frugal red is amazing like i don't think there's been any hyperbole on this podcast about that book because it's friggin' amazing and uh a hard copy of that to uh you know a lot of people are kicking themselves or missing out on the kickstarter so it's nice that uh black uh black market narrative people can uh, get another shot at this so go for it if you feel if you have that fomo uh you know you got the solution right there 
the reception was so positive. Like so many people were so excited. I got people like tagging us, placing their orders. I know our good friend of the uh, podcast and awesome listener member of the community, Jordan Kramer. I hope I pronounced your your last name correctly. Uh, if I didn't, I'm sorry. Please let me know how to pronounce it. But um, yeah, he he picked up, of course, a hardcover, I believe, and he asked us if we picked him up, and of course we picked him up. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, so many people were so excited. It was so nice to see, like, so many people who missed out on the Kickstarter just submit their orders right away, tag the creators, be like, look, look, I got my copy. And I, I was like, Ali, I got the FOMO immediately. I saw Charlie bought it right away, and I was like, you know what, like... You were, you were debating it for a little yeah. bit, too. I was, deba- I was debating because I was like, I was like, the shipping to Canada is really expensive, but I could ship it to Ali. <laughs> yeah, that, do that I really want to ship it to It was Ali? a hangout like, for sure. Yeah, he'll just, like, keep it, you know? <laughs> So I was like, uh, you know, I was it, got, like, it got lots of fans. I, I don't, I don't know where it is, man. I, I just shipped it to Eddie. I was like, I was like, fuck it. It's so much. It's so much cheaper shipping to to, to Eddie. So I shipped it to him in the states, and he'll eventually just give it to me when we see each other, or or ship it here or whatever. But um, yeah, so I we we need it, man. We you know we loved Infernal Go Red here on the on the pod, and we we haven't put out a review yet because we did get to read the entire uh, three issues. And we're gonna review them all in one review, one big, big review, giant size review episode. It's gonna be so much fun. We're we're super excited. And the other news is the same week that we're getting the final issue of Inferno Red Book One, uh, number three, which is March 22, 2023. We're also getting the Dead Lucky Volume One, The Good Die Young, collecting issues one to six of the Dead Lucky. It's very cheap. It's like I think it's like uh, in Canada, it's thirteen fifty for. For volume one, I think it's nine ninety nine. So that's a steal. I heard uh, Michael say that it, he's really proud of the gloss on this one. It might be, it's the best one yet. So that alone is super exciting. Are you guys gonna pick it up? Yeah, I've uh, made it my mission to get every trade, <laughs> and I have everyone so far. I probably won't stop until I need to buy a new bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's becoming harder and harder to keep up with those apparently. But no, this one looked super nice. So I'm definitely going to pick this one up. And just that, yeah, that first volume was really good stuff. Yeah, with the Massive Versatile, it's always a matter of if, not when I'm getting these. Or uh, when, not if. Sorry, I fucked that up. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like, it's like, obviously, they're quality, right? Like, these trade paperbacks, the image first are cheap, which is really nice. And uh, the follow-up volume, you know, like, the, the quality of the book, the spines all line up. Like, people that care about the spines, for fuck's sake, so you know the material's good, you know? So it's, it's always, uh, yeah, it's yeah. worth picking up. Agreed. They're really nice. They're really, really nice. Really proud of, of the team, the Massiverse team and Michael, the spot gloss, just the way that the books come out. They really, they really feel premium. They read really nicely. I love it. Another piece of news and arguably the biggest, I, I, I guess not the Inferno Go Red is definitely the biggest, but this is huge as well. So final order cutoff being Monday and hopefully this episode should drop on Sunday. So hopefully you'll get a chance to hear this before Monday, but Rating Black number 24, which also has a Blacklight Edition. And please remember that it's important for you to pre-order your Blacklight Edition because it's a $9.99 US copy. There's not going to be too many stores that get a lot of shelf copies of issue 24 of an indie series Blacklight issue. Just just not how retailers order, at least not around here. You guys have similar experiences. So I already put in (laughs) an order for like two or three copies. And to add to that, they gave us a little tease with the Igor Monti uh, pages. They gave us four pages, 
And the first page is exactly the same page as the Radiant Black 10 page, the first page. But at this time, it has both both of them falling through the four, uh, you know, the smashing through the four, uh, the things to ex breaking the four walls to existence. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's some of the most beautiful pages I've ever seen in a, in a comic book, to be completely honest with you. And my, my personal reaction, I was speechless because... I, I told Charlie before we had this discussion, we were really, we were really wondering, we we're like, how is Igor going to top what he did? Like, how, how, how the fuck do you do that? Like, like you guys see Radiant Black number 10, they put that shit up on, on, in a bar during like the Radiant Black Blackboard party night. It's so beautiful, lit up in all its glory. And it's, it's just like, it's genuinely a work of, of beauty, a work of art. And I was like, how is he, how is he going to top that? And once I saw these four pages, I almost, I, I had no words. So I'm super excited. What did you guys think? <laughs> yeah yeah insane stuff uh literally i echo everything you said and uh yeah that big spiral page too uh that callback and um yeah just like cannot wait like we we, we saw the insaneness of the later on pages in in issue 10 so i i can't even i can't even start to think of what of what igor and uh marcelo cooked up in this one like it's it's gonna be insane yeah, uh, the colors in that stick with me. Like I can vividly picture like a lot of that book because of just how potent the art was, you know, and just the story the storytelling matched the art. Like it was very like, you know, it was, it was like heavy artillery as far as story uh, goes, and that's why this issue reminds me a lot of it because it has a lot of that heavy emotional resonance. But yeah, Igor's artwork is always like Igor's colors are like, you know, like I he's the colorist I talk about most in comics for a reason. Like he just the stuff he can do is amazing, and the and everyone is firing all cylinders. Addy, what would you think? The Radiant Black Ten was one of my favorite, like, single issue reading experiences. I actually wasn't like at home when it came out. I was somewhere else, and I had to go to like a Harbor Freight to find uh, a black light flashlight so that I can read it. So it was it was a whole like experience for me. And like you guys said, the colors were amazing. And I can't wait to see like um, what other perils they have because you mentioned earlier the, the the first preview page they showed with them falling through the four walls. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a few more like callbacks or Easter eggs that yeah, um, that's true. I'm very looking forward to, to checking out. But yeah, make sure make sure to pre-order them because like Bash said, especially recently, like from my experience from the local comic stores that I go to, there's been less and less shelf copies of at least at least like the non-radium black massive verse titles. So make sure make sure you go pre-order that. Yeah, the more you pre-order, the more will be on the store shelves for people to see and more eyes to be on the book. And obviously, if you look at a cover of Radiant Black or any of the Massiverse series, they're pretty eye-catching. So that really helps the series out. Yeah, and get the Blacklight Edition because that's the best way to experience this, uh, just this incredible experience, to be honest. And I got to say, like, Igor is one of the most incredible, innovative colorists I've seen. He's really, you know, we've talked about before how colorists, they don't get talked about enough. They, you know, a lot of people always mention the writer. It's really weird when you see like, okay, people talk about Invincible and they always mention Kirkman and many people mention Kirkman Otley. I don't see a lot of people mention like Crabtree, Book Crabtree, for example, but it's such an essential part of that whole mix of that beautiful creative formula. And the colors are so important. And I would say, especially in a cosmic series like this, where we have so many issues that, you know, go borderline psychedelic, they put like dimension, mind bending stuff. This is really a testament to his talent. And I love that, Igor came into the Discord and he said, by the way, what about the previews? I was right when I said this issue is crazier. No bullshit. I'm honest. Uh -huh. And I just like, I, I just love that. 
you take so much pride in his work. You love to see creators excited about, about, you know, people's reactions. And another thing he said, he said, I have a crazy story in my bag. One day I'll make it. It's a promise. So um, that's so exciting because Igor is such a talented creator. So the fact that maybe he can write something one day that, that has me super excited. And he said, and this is, a testament to how much he cares about the quality of these books. And, and this goes for everyone in the Massiverse. Uh, he said, thank you a lot. I've checked the pages 100 times to be sure of the quality. And I, that means a lot to, 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 to me, at least. Like To, to me, as, as a reader, I know how much care they put into the book because immediately when you look at the pages, you feel it. But also just to hear it, it means so much. So thank you, Igor. Thank you, Team Massiverse. We can't wait. I've already put my orders in. I know these guys have bit of news and it's a perfect segue actually Addy, that you brought this up is they're bringing radiant black lights to diamond Wait, <laughs> so if you have a comic book store yeah yeah it's the last it's the, the very last bit of the uh the the newsletter the latest newsletter so they're bringing radiant black lights to diamond so you could order them through your comic book shops so uh, assuming your comic book shop has diamond as one of their retailers which they should most most of them so get your black lights perfect just in time for reading black 24 put those orders in and they and uh, kyle said through the newsletter that packs of 10 are available through diamond right now so rejoice let's get our black lights this one's been mentioned before but there are still copies of the no one black market narrative exclusives both the michael chofoil and the marcelo costo uh retro they're both gorgeous they've posted some images of them they came out so nicely i think we've all grabbed copies Anyone else interested, make sure you look. Um, I believe the print count for the foil is 175 copies and then 125 copies for the retro Marcel Costa. Chicago, like an awesome comic destination. You already did it with Cal. <laughs> like, I don't know all the comics that take place in Chicago, but like a whole universe, you know, dedicated to Chicago, I think is uh, pretty sweet. Well, Massiverse is in Chicago, but like it is Chicago based. So I don't know. I feel like Lockport should be hooking him up with like a street name or something. I love that. All right, so one big thing we noticed right off the bat, Braiding Black number 2022, that's what we're reviewing this issue. Make sure you've read it. Uh, we're going to spoil it. Becca Carey is actually not lettering this issue for the first time ever. Uh, we asked, and Michael informed us that Becca is actually on vacation. So it's actually the best reason ever uh, to have someone not do an issue, I guess, because they're enjoying their much-earned uh, time off on vacation. Hope Becca had a good vacation. And I'm sure we'll get her back soon. But uh, yeah, DC Hopkins subbing in for lettering. Nathan taking a trip and Becca taking a trip at the same time. I'm her I hope hers is better than Nathan's for sure. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I yeah, I hope I don't I don't think it could be any worse. Um, but no, it, at least he got know, in and out, man. He got in and out. Yeah. That's, oh, that's for, oh, for sure. He he survived. He survived. Um, yeah, went went through some hardship. But no, honestly, I I didn't even notice um that no so, i meant in and out burger bro like on the cover no, no, but, but he survived, he survived. No, no 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 i i mean like i i didn't even notice that becca wasn't on this issue until um like in, until you mentioned it today actually um which which is awesome like and also we got um eduardo back on this issue too and like we always talk about just the seamless transitions of him marcello like it's just yeah it's awesome that that people can take a break and not really miss a step and still really good quality yeah uh i liked i didn't notice the in and out burger i feel like i mean this is good product placement for them i feel like <laughs> i feel like in and out should do a solid and have us give us the radiant black burger with like the white patty and the black bun and it yeah. looks like a black hole like come on <laughs> it's right there boom 
they're not they're not shy about using those franchises as we know right no it's yep. it adds to the authentic feel because you don't have to hear about you know as much as we all love uh what is it burger mart or whatever it's also nice to be able when you see these iconic things that grounds you in the world like coke you know when you have in the spider verse when you see like the alternate coke logo you're like oh shit that's the real world but a different take on it so i kind of like it when you incorporate these brands like best buy and stuff like that in an authentic yeah. way I mean, he's sitting on the Hollywood stand, eating in and out. Doesn't get more California than that, baby. And then the title of the issue is appropriately LA. Um, as uh, you got writer Kyle Higgins, and as my friends already mentioned, the return of the mighty and incredible and the generous and kind Eduardo Ferragato, who we've had on the show. If you haven't heard the interview, check it out. Some of our old episodes. And guest artist is Carlos. So we've got two artists this issue. They did such a good job. Colorist Raul Angelo. And letter DC Hopkins, and of course the incredible editor and designer Michael Basudo. Um, Midway Airport, Chicago. Wait, right? we, wait, wait, wait. Before we before we move on, I just mm -hmm. uh, I'd be upset if we didn't mention the amazing cover by Francesco Mana. The cover B. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's yeah, so yeah. good. Francesco yeah. Mana, he's been and on our minds a lot. Me and Charlie, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. we've had our fair yeah. share. And Patrick, shout out to Patrick. We, We've had our fair share of uh, Francesco Mano recently. Fantastic artist. Glad you brought yeah, it up. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, and he, he, yeah, Igor on that one too. Just yeah, re really brought that one to life. Mm -hmm. So Chicago, we're we're taking a plane, and obviously in an ultimate Marshall and Nathan fashion, the camaraderie picks up right from the end of the last issue. We, you know, we were wondering why he was going to LA. It turns out there's a pitch. He has to go to LA, and that's that's kind of bittersweet how did you guys feel about that i was kind of excited because i you know it's a pitch nathan this is a big part of, of nathan's life the writing and we've seen uh how much he needs this but i was also worried about like falling into old habits what do you guys think yeah i feel like it's 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 almost like bittersweet because you're going to a place that the first time you went to you know he was younger he was full of like dreams and hope and kind of ended really badly with thousands of dollars in debt. So going back there, it could have went. It definitely could have went both ways. And I'm, I'm happy and proud of the way he kind of handled it because it could it could have definitely went much much worse. Yeah, people yeah. could say this is a, a filler issue, but like I think it was really important. Yeah. It, it paints how we see Nathan, like the beginning of the book, we get a, a whole new little background to where he was when he was 38 grand in debt. Like we know it wasn't just cause like he wasn't getting pitches. It's cause he like the people who was around, some of them were screwing him over trying to sell his own ideas. So you go home. It's like, I'm not, not only am I not succeeding, people are succeeding with my ideas. Fuck this place. I'm going home. You know what I mean? So it's like, I like that we get more of a flavor to how badly he was screwed over and how more of a view on how he was feeling and why he was feeling defeated and what ways led him down that path. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, yeah, it was cool just yeah, seeing seeing a bit of that history that we haven't seen before, like some of the some of his past like friends that that we'll get get to meet in a bit. But um, yeah, j just starting off on the plane too. Um, I, I like this too. Um, j just on 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 the plane, I thought maybe uh, like maybe he could have been wearing headphones talking. Uh, yes. Talking about all this stuff, <laughs> uh, just kind of out in the open. Uh, a little, a little little head scratch moment for me um like, like you, you just never know who's listening especially because like they're right in chicago too like right right around where all this has been happening um so so you never know but it's just one of the one of those things the airpod check didn't clear so we just had speaker going that's what that's my <laughs> 
Fair enough. No, I definitely agree. Now that you uh, bring it, uh, bring it up, I do. I do think it's probably to help facilitate some of the more comedic moments. But now that you mention it, it could have totally worked with the headphones. I do like that we have Marshall, you know, little Marshall cameos here and there, even though he's not really there. Same thing with, of course, uh, Wendell. I love, yeah. I love when they show his little head like moving. Yeah. Mm, all the yeah, yeah. Little, little throwback to shoe seven or eight, I guess. Of like, it must have been hard. All, like, all the bodies of him like doing that. that would have been hard to render though, right? Such a small space yeah. to be doing it, right? <laughs> it's it's very impressive how much they made it feel like they're being FaceTimed. Like like the screen has just the perfect hue to make it feel like yeah. it's like it's like a software based like a device mm -hmm. that's happening and not just like a panel within a panel. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it's the little yeah. things like that that really add up. And I almost want the alternate issue. Like I want twenty three to follow like Marshall and and Wendell doing this. If I want to see how pissed off Wendell gets with, <laughs> with just Marshall with no buffer. You know that's brutal for him. <laughs> there's, there's a really good go a joke they make later on, which I'm gonna say for until we get there. But I do like that 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 Nate, that Marshall, you know, he's antsy, he's pressing him about looking through the phone about the shift stuff and and the weapons and and uh, finding any evidence of, of the soon guy and all that good stuff. And and then we see that, like you guys said, Wendell's on the other end trying to work his angles with the robot, trying to figure out anything he can. And Marshall's just being Marshall, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no off switch for him. Also, I would really like. I was wondering how Marshall would react with Braden as I was reading this issue. Like, would Marshall just go off and be like, "Buddy, you got no," you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'd like to see that, but I don't think we will. It's important that Nathan went off so he can realize and kind of slide back into his old life and give us that. So it was, it was interesting. Good point. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I do love uh, the visuals. It's like you know, just them taking off. You get the the good flight uh, feel. And then you get the Nathan walking through LAX, I'm assuming. And yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say real quick, very, very peaceful here. Um, like, like looks good. I no, I was, I was just laughing because I, like, I, um, I was recently on a trip and coming back from the air, airport at Pearson. Definitely, he looks pretty peaceful here coming out, and definitely, I, I, I didn't look this relaxed coming out of the airport for sure. But no, it is uh, just kind of, <laughs> just kind, just kind of a funny thing there. I like yeah, the way Nate Dog looks in this issue. Like I don't Nate know what Dog, it is. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he he looks really good. Yeah. No joke. I was like thinking before the podcast, and like I didn't reread the issue until this is before the second reread. And like I was gonna make a Nate Dog joke, and I forgot they called him Nate Dog in the issue. So like the seed is planted, it's incepted. It's he's Nate Dog now. So oh my yeah, God. He's doing... yeah, I can't no, believe I... they actually called him that. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I I love that last panel in that in that page though, like him him in the car and just like kind of like the outside of the car view, like yeah. just like all, all the colors and mm -hmm. um, just seeing all the lights kind of in the background was really cool. And it kind of like transitioned into our first our first of many kind of flashbacks throughout this mm -hmm. issue. But I just kind of really like that transition. I love the contrast in the flashback, like between then and now. Yeah, it's mm. so nice. It's so nice. I love that. Anyways, go ahead, Matt. There's the way they're facing, right? Like they're looking away, and now he's looking at the building, and like somehow it's like it's not like a high, highly descriptive version of Nathan when we see him in the flashback there at the top panel, but like somehow he looks younger. I don't know what it is, but yeah. they managed. To, you know, it's it's impressive to me. I know visually our minds and like the the writing and the framing is supposed to tell us they're younger, but I don't know somehow he he does look younger because the hair's like, down. It's because the hair's down. I yeah. Think. I think that's yeah, what it right. is. I think that's the only change. I think for me, it's the posture. If you look at the, the, the yeah, yeah, like in panel, he's more like yeah. hunched over, kind of like not depressed, but you know, like kind of not as excited. But in the upper one, he's like chest yeah. out, walking straight up, full of yeah. hope and confidence. 
Yeah, oh, it's like how LA right. changes you. <laughs> just yeah. takes yeah. your hope right. away. <laughs> Real quick before we go all, all in on this guy, um, like like j- just the first look at him, like like j- just the way he taught Braden talks and j- just seeing this guy like in the summer, just in the summer weather with the, uh, the I scarf. don't know, like I, I think oh, it's a Canadian God. thing, but yeah, wearing the scarf in the hot weather really, really threw me off right away. Like the I hipster, and the, the hipster vibes. <laughs> scarf and a jacket, too. Yeah, the hipster yeah. vibes. Is that what you're trying to say? You're just afraid to say it? You want to say it? Yeah, no, I'm, I, feel, no, I feel it too. Yeah. No, he's no, I don't, I don't know. He's, he's giving, very, he's very not giving you off that got good energy. Very douchey, right? just very yeah. douchey. Like, very, <laughs> yeah, very. very. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think, I think our douchiest panel hasn't even come up yet, and that's oh, a no. testament to how good the creators are. That's just beginning. Like how Breath of the Wild, there's people finding secrets about that game like six years later, like every day. I feel like we find new aspects of how douchey Brayden is like 10, 15 years from now because this guy, holy shit. Uh, We were talking before about Brayden. Uh, listeners, uh, or we'll probably have to ask Kyle if we have him on. Uh, do you guys think that he's Australian or or from the UK? Because he, he says mate a lot, and I don't think there's any other indication that he is uh, would use mate in his normal parlance. I don't know if that was used as a way to make him sound even more obnoxious because uh, if so, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's no, I, I I was laughing before this too. I, I was gonna say I I personally read this whole thing like in in, in Australian just because like um, hearing mate right away, it's kind of just one of those stereotypical things that are so, sometimes our our minds can go to, I guess. Um, but this, but for sure, like um, when you mentioned that, that would definitely make it a lot a lot worse. And yeah, that that was pretty much the only the only thing um, that kind of like in, indicate that he would be Australian. So yeah, raise the Aussie point. flag. Yeah. yeah. One thing I also, I also noticed is like it's funny we get all these mates and the iconic Brit uh, Constantine. Uh, Nathan kind of looks like Constantine in one paddle near the end when they're talking. I'll highlight it later, but it's kind of funny. Anyways, getting into LA, Nathan's <laughs> getting back to his old place where he used to stay and meeting people that he actually wants to see before he has to see the final boss. So it's kind of it's nice. Yeah, and you know, Nathan, the final boss, love it. Yeah, saying <laughs> hello to his friends, catching up with uh, Ranger Liz. I mean, Elizabeth, but who? very much looks like ranger lays if you know you know shout out um really cool uh, that's where we get the infamous nate dog moment and that's going to be one for the ages i'm pretty sure someone's going to add that to league of comic geeks because everything is referenced there it's crazy shout out to all the amazing people referencing all the uh the massive verse just creating basically a wiki there uh and then we get is it uh mika or micah micah i guess uh, it's yeah. a micah. i think micah yeah I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike says hello, an old friend of Nathan. Got the the whole town here, uh, the whole town, the whole gang here. But that's when things start to take a turn because, well, hey, well, hey, you get this funny back and forth where he's asking Elizabeth, like, you know, what happened to the place? How come it's so much better? And she's like, well, I got some money finally. <laughs> so that, that's funny. I want to say earlier though, there was the jab in the flashback with Braden where he says. Um, one of 50 reasons I have zero interest in screenwriting, although the health insurance would be nice. Is that is that little uh, is that little jab at Ryan Parrott because he writes for TV? And uh, are you jealous of the health insurance, Kyle? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, probably looking into that too much. But uh, yeah, that was that was a fun little joke. I enjoyed that. Uh, catching up with the friends, we're back in the house, and you can tell immediately. And I love and this is a, a shout out to Eduardo Fergato and Zay Carlos's work on this issue. The facial expressions in this issue are incredible, mm-hmm. and you can feel that immediately as they begin to talk about Braden and how Nathan's 
entire um, his body language and his, his his gestures change completely. And you could see his face right as he says, oh, he's dating JJ now. Fantastic you, stuff. You could probably read this with a dialogue without, without even reading it. You could just like see the faces and you could have the whole story is told. It's that well done with the expressions. You're right. I'm glad you highlighted that. Yeah. And then you get uh, the, the moment where they're uh, walking over to, to Braden's house in Santa Monica and that, that's a bit of a humbling moment because yeah you know Nathan's reaction are you fucking kidding me this is an apartment and that's where we get you know the first uh, this is going to be one of those where the guy's just going to outclass him in that sort of way but not really and then you get a look at freaking Brayden and his current like in the current context current present day Oh my God, he looks like such a douchebag. Like that first panel of him just pouring sangria got my blood boiling. I, I was already like, how put many off buttons on button there? Too many. many. So many. So like, oh my, too many. Too many. <laughs> too many. Yeah, no, he's uh, not a shy guy for sure. But yeah, pouring some fresh sangria for them and just just comes right over and it's just like it's so good to see you, Nathan. He's like, yeah, yeah, you too, man. Um, and it's just like the most awkward, the most awkward thing. It's like this guy is just such an idiot. He is just no. He just has no idea, like, kind of, like, Nathan's feelings towards him. And it's just kind of, like, I don't know. He's, yeah, definitely. I don't, uh, I don't, <laughs> don't want to get too Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever pushed back on him. He doesn't know how, just the depths that he can slither, right? And I even, like, like the shirt just shows how low he's willing to go. That's how low he'll button the shirt, no higher, <laughs> because he's such a, I know, that's a stretch. But <laughs> that's know, it, yeah. no. Like uh, no, it's kid. definitely not intentional or if it is. <laughs> Damn, Kyle, you're like I highlighted that. But, no, it's really good design and really – or whoever chose to go with the, the low shirt there. But, yeah, we're seeing a lot of people get – people that can lie and slither their way through places like this guy succeeded in Hollywood. They go until – he knows, and he's just trying to find that point where it's too far. Okay, cool. I, I can't use this person. You know, I that's the vibe I get from Yeah, uh, definitely. He ha- he's 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 a bit of a sleazy guy, and we get that impression right away for sure. You know, he he he's apologizing and everything, but it really feels disingenuous. And then, you know, we're just friends catching up in the balcony. You know, douchebag levels are high because you know it's just showing off his beautiful balcony, which I get it, dude. You know, but you know, like you guys said, the all the buttons being down is a bit much. But then you get JJ coming in, and she looks like a million bucks, of course. It's like, you know, salt in the wound, right? So it's it's a little awkward, especially for Nathan, because, you know, yeah, like everyone's a bit too comfortable. And that's where you see JJ, you know, start to like get a little too comfortable. It's like, oh, we should order some food. And he's like, oh, we have appetizers. And he's like, she says sangria and bruschetta is not a meal. And that's where Brayden's like, I'll give you a meal. And that's. We see Nathan downing the sangria just like immediately in the next panel, and he's gonna need more. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna need more of these." That's such a good page, and it's like, "Come on, feel for our boy Nate Dog here." You just see his disgust on his face. Oh, I'll give you a meal. They they like bolded the give. It's like, dude, this guy. Yeah, it's almost clean. I, I, I don't know what she sees in, in him. Like, I, I'm just like, wow. Like, I, I don't know. Like, she, she seems like a pretty, like, level-headed girl. But, yeah, yeah I guess th- this stuff happens all the time. But he, he's of, not yeah. a bad-looking dude. And, like, he's got a – like, in Hollywood, yeah, that's, a, that's impressive, right? Like, he's connected to yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and yeah, I'm not saying – He seems like a good-looking, successful dude. It's just that um, the way he's successful is not so nice. 
I, I actually did have a question for you guys too. Um, like he he's he's super successful in all this. Um, but then we find out later, like he hasn't made a movie, like he hasn't even made anything yet. Or he's it sounds it sounds to me like he's kind of like a middleman. Like he finds someone mm-hmm. with a good idea, and then okay, he's so sure. charismatic okay. that people actually like listen to him. You know what I mean? Nathan Nathan seems a little more reserved, so I guess yeah. I guess like. Every- like the the fake it till you make it kind of attitude worked for Braden, you know what I mean? For me, it's like it's like uh, he's like a drug dealer. He can show you that he can connect you to the other guys that can give you your supply. And stuff. Like it Saul, kind of he's Saul. Yeah, well, I got he almost like it was reminded me of when you'd have like Gus talking to people in Breaking Bad. Like yeah. I was definitely getting Breaking Bad vibes of like, okay, you know, he it's who you know in in the drug trade and in Breaking Bad. You know, it's Juan Balsa and the cartel, just like this. I know the producer. Whether you can make the best meth, it's like no, it's whether you have the supply chain, and he has the supply chain, right? Like he can get you further up, and that's why yeah. he's so crucial and so despicable. Yeah. Like he's the network guy. He's the charismatic guy. He's the yeah, guy who knows. He'll, yeah. he'll, just take his, yeah. he'll just take his little yeah. cut on the side. Yeah. And when he says yeah. up above, yeah, I unequivocally see what Jonah loves about it. No, you don't. That's just a word you know that, that you can express that you know, but you're not yeah. even a writer and you don't want to be a writer. He's, he's, he's like an agent, right? He's like an yeah. agent. Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. He's like an but agent. I think I think like, the difference is he, he – He's not like selective. He pretends that he has a hand or if yeah. not, that it's totally his idea. Yep. Yeah, he, he, he's an ideas man with no ideas. Yeah, he seems to like pass off the ideas as his own. And that's where yeah. we get the flashback in the next page where they're, you know, flashback to another time when they were young and they were living together. We see Nathan's, he's got his college, post-college grind. He's on the desk just tapping away on the keyboard, uh, typing and that's where he sees um, Braden come in and he's like, oh, man, you missed a good one. Like, uh, I just like, you know, I met this producer. I pitched this story. It was it was, uh, you know, perfect timing. And then that's where Nathan's like, what pitched my story? Like the one I've been killing myself to finish. And that's where Braden replies. It was innocent, mate. Really. A plus, this is the path. It's an opportunity. He early texted my manager. And Nathan's like, but you don't write anything. You've never written anything. And then it's like, oh, we'll do it together. You know, this is real. And that's just like, it's it's so like gross. You know what I mean? And that oh. gives you an idea of what he is. Like really. If, if you just helped him get his foot in the door, right? And take like a 10% cut, that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. But you're just like, it isn't even written. It's an idea this guy had. And the story's going to be completely different if Nathan did pen it because you're pissed off and it's a stolen idea now. It totally kind of corrupts the idea of the story even. So it's messed up. Yeah, like he 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 like he almost like took away the agency from Nathan in developing his own story in a sense, which is even more mm-hmm. frustrating because not yeah, not only did he take his idea, but he kind of like yeah, killed the momentum in that in a way. So, I like that you mentioned that agency because like he loses his agency at the beginning completely when he's back living at the folks and he's broke. So this is like the path that Nathan losing his independence almost. Yeah, yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah, yeah, and this next page hurts even more when you really think about it because it's like. It's like it's 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 a moment of, of pure irony in the sense that like he happens to wake up from the phone and the sangria, of course, just at the moment that like JJ is wearing fucking Braden's like unbuttoned shirt, looking all sexy, oh my getting God, the drink from the fridge. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that, right? Like, yeah. isn't that so shitty? Like just to rub salt in the wound even more. Like he just happens to wake up, like drunk, wake up. The moment. Like shit. She looks like a million yeah. bucks. Yeah, exactly. She's wearing his shirt. They, I will like, say, oh, she buttoned more buttons than Braden for sure. 
Yeah, I, because I, she's I, naked. Yeah, <laughs> she's new yeah for sure. She, she's you still, know? she's still not, yeah. she's still not trying to cover much. Uh, to, yeah, exactly, to exactly. Like, like, she's she, a bit yeah. too comfortable. Like this is oh, your for, ex. For you know sure. what I mean? I, I was yeah. shocked. Like I, I yeah. thought at first, like she's, she was like I was, I was questioning her motives at first. To be exactly. Like, whoa, whoa. like yeah, what's going on here? But yeah, no, just uh, yeah. We're about to have like a Hollywood threesome. Yeah, no, it's weird. But like even like even like wearing, I guess yeah, wearing a dress shirt to bed. Like is that? even comfortable like no I, she was naked know. she just wore that no, I'm assuming, yeah, like I'm assuming she just picked exactly. it up off the floor and just I'm, yeah. I'm assuming there's two avenues either they banged and then she put on his shirt which is like what this usually is right right yeah or it's like it's like they didn't bang maybe he drank too much because she did she does say he had too much as well and he's not feeling great hmm. and then she just picked up the first shirt she could see so it's like maybe in her view maybe it's genuinely innocent <laughs> like she didn't yeah. expect him to get up but it's like it I, agree with, I, I agree with you guys. She could have worn a, a fucking bedrobe or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it shows yeah, that she's not thinking about him and how he feels. Though it's like I don't give exactly. a fuck if I look like a million. Yeah, exactly. That's thought that crosses her mind, just like Matt yeah. said. She just she just did it, right? She's it not shows that there are two different points in their in their acceptance yep. and closure, like yep. of the she's relationship, totally their post relationship. Yeah, she's totally yeah. moved on. Whereas like he's still literally pitching a story about her, right? And so, she wants so. things to be cool too, right? And for them, yeah. she wants to be cool. When you have it all, it's easier. Well, no, the not only does oh, she want cool, things right? to be cool, she actually has ulterior motives, which we'll discover later. Yeah. Well, yeah. So well, it's question, like, question real quick. She knows Nathan is reading black, right? I don't. No, I, I, don't I actually, no, I, I, I don't think, think so. so. But like, I don't really know. I don't think so. We'll have to go back because Bash, you even mentioned before we went on that like there was mention of Raiden. And he's like, "Oh, we're well, gonna go bang Raiden." So uh, this is also potentially like Nathan did not uh, do himself any favors in avoiding and making Raiden seem less like an option. So yeah, I, I, like I made that jokingly in the behind the scenes. I was like, you know, Ray, he didn't do himself any favors by by bringing up Raiden, kind of like incepting her. And it's like it was an innocent joke, but like there is like some like point to that it's like yeah she might have eventually like met with Braden anyway maybe who knows but like him even just planting that idea I don't think really helps it's like why would you even bring that up you know what I mean like like unless you were trying to if if unless the whole intent behind that was calling her out on something that had already happened then that's completely different then that changes my view of it but like I read it as like he's like I hope you're not hooking up with my former roommate who happens to live in the same city and is in, and is in the same industry as you that's how I took it so yeah. yeah and you're right and he he knows that like Braden, you know took his story and like most yep. friends you know your ex took his success like, took his yeah. ideas right took his momentum yeah. right made him like yeah. yeah so it's like set him off like almost like derailed him so it's like i understand that saltiness yeah and, and he's good looking right now he's like good looking and shit and he has a big apartment <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and nathan's living at home and stuff like that and almost died he's in the hospital can barely walk and yep. stuff like that and this friggin' Braden guy um also, like, you just think, you know, I, I do have to mention, definitely, probably the most prominent nipple in the Massiverse, if you know, you know, but uh, no, this this was, <laughs> they, they know what they're drawing, like, this is the most, like, we've seen the female form accentuated in Radiant Black, you know, definitely, so they're definitely, it is like a, hey, you know, and Nathan, you feel terrible for him, this isn't his house, right, he's, he has to stay at the other guy's friggin' house that he's paying for with money that potentially, like, began, the flow, cash flow started with Nathan's idea, I assume, that was one of the first things he sold was, they said, well, he's selling it now, but that's probably what got him these connections because it's who you know. It's what gets him in the door, and that's what gets him fiending for more other ideas and stuff. So it's just this. This is such a well-executed story, and there's so many elements that just 
height and everything like i you know i don't want to sound like a radiant black show but this is just so fucking well done and executed that you know yeah. i'm people are pissed off for a week about uh you know some lines and 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 colors and stuff like that about freaking brayden it's just i love it yep and just so you guys know that the exchange was from radiant black number 14 it's after both jj and radiant or jj and uh, nathan are in bed and they're waking up in the morning and she says uh, he's, they were just talking and he says, oh, if I had a dollar. And then she says, for every time a woman said that to you, uh, what, you'd have five bucks? Stick to contemporary noir, ace. And then he says, I mean it. I didn't think we'd get back here. And she says, I didn't think a building would fall on you. And he says, thanks, JJ, really? And she replies, come on, I'm kidding. I'm still here, aren't I? And then he says, you never actually told me, but how did you hear about what happened? And then she says, hmm? And then he says, the building in the coma. And then she says, Braden. And then he says, really? You ran into him? Or like, are you guys friends? And then she like kind of like pokes, like she pushes him in his shoulder lightly. And she's like, no, I'm not sleeping with your douchey old roommate. And then he laughs and he said, I said friends. And then she's like, yeah, that's exactly what you meant. So hmm. it's, it's interesting that he said that because <laughs> the when Brayden first saw Nathan, he said, sorry, I haven't really talked to you since you woke up. So he knew he was in a coma, but he didn't even... He's keeping tabs on his source for his career for all the stories. I gotta keep that guy alive. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh my god, this guy is literally that much <laughs> of an asshole. Worst. Like he's literally not even like he's literally letting his ex know that he was hit by a freaking. Could you go check build, it out for build, me and bring him back? Yeah, it's like you go pump you go his tires a bit and then we yeah. can get his ideas out of him. Like, yeah. I don't know. We don't know JJ's motivation, how in on this JJ is, or if she's just like genuinely seeing Nathan, but we don't know. We don't know. Like, JJ, I want to believe, is just, you know, fooled by this terrible person, but who no. even knows how deep this Wait, is? Okay, okay. Back, back, back to the issue because we don't, we don't want the, yeah, the issue yeah, to yeah, get yeah, derailed yeah, yeah. right as sexy JJ happens to derail the issue, of course, you know, but. Uh, no, so so yeah, JJ in, in in the shirt, in the mostly unbuttoned shirt, which ironically has more buttons on now, which is very funny. That'll be a um, fun cosplay convention. <laughs> <laughs> I would not, I would not advise doing that. I'll just say, I'll just say. But um, yeah, you get the iconic. I think there's gonna be an iconic panel because it's so funny. The uh, fucking sangria. That's just such a funny panel. Um, you get fucking Marshall, who of course, of course, his display picture is Orson. Like, why wouldn't it be? Uh, talking to Nathan, just asking him if he's found anything on the on the uh, phone, and he says this robot sucks. Science fiction was wrong. It's a really funny comment. Marshall being Marshall, that's where we get the big revelation, right? So, so Nathan has almost like some drunken uh, revelation there where he says like, oh shit, like, hey, is your boss trying to hire Brayden to adapt my short? And that's where JJ finally comes clean. She's like, fuck, like he wasn't supposed to say anything, but it's not what it sounds like. Okay. She just thinks he'd be a great fit, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, now you saw what happened. Like she's, she's almost like using him a little bit. And that's where for me, it gets really icky because it's like, yeah, you're saying all this like this bullshit about like staying friends, but then doing this like a friend wouldn't like like would have been would have been transparent. You know what I mean? You're mixing business with a friendship too, which is mm -hmm. also fucked. Also, just notice this. So JJ's boss is Jonah. JJ and Jonah. J Jonah Jameson popping off of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually what I didn't think about that. That's good. Yeah, I just realized it. That's why I like talking through this stuff because a lot of points like I make notes, but the conversation, the way it flows, and the stuff you guys all bring up, we all managed to you know brainstorm and realize you know this kind of stuff so i like that and yeah 
it's freaking gross to sell your short. So it's like, I, it is ickiness to it, right? When you have the factors of business and friendship and money being made. And some people are making more money when you're doing the heavy lifting. It's gross. And you're not even being honest. Like you're not being transparent with your friend about what actually like is going on. You're, she lured him here and then was eventually going to break it to him. Like, 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 think about it this way. If he literally found out then, and it's literally the night before the meeting, then when was she going to let him know at the meeting? Was she just going to like, like literally throw him under the surprise. bus at the meeting? Yeah, surprise him and just make him kind of like, almost like force him into saying yes. You know what I mean? Like put him into a corner mm. and like give him, like make him look bad kind of hey, thing. So that's, it's like, that's what Brayden did. He talked yeah. to the, in the flashback, he talked to the guy and he was like, oh, it just came up. It was such a coincidence, perfect timing. And he loved your story. That's, I guess yeah. that's his like MO. Yeah, there's a, that's a super icky, I think. And it's like a really big, like a letdown, in my opinion, from JJ. Like, I'm not saying she's like a piece of shit, but it's like, this is really shitty. What she did here is really shitty. This is like, the she worst she's looked, for yep. sure, in the series. Not that there's a lot of competition, because we haven't gotten big, we've gotten snippets of her, but this is the most prominent role she's had. And this is not the best look she's had, unfortunately. No. But the white, next, white next page, included. Yeah. <laughs> next page, you get one of the most iconic panels i think i've seen in a long time and they showed this as a teaser it's just this gorgeous panel of nathan just flying out of the house his radium black and you see a gorgeous backdrop of santa monica really just beautiful stuff um my phone background actually uh but yeah you get you get you get a big oh shit moment where he's asking siri to facetime marshall while he's in the radium black costume uh suit and he's he's using his powers to uh to keep the phone like with him flying. I like and, this stuff. Yeah. I, I really yeah. did for sure. FaceTiming Michael. <laughs> it's just one of those cool things. And yeah, series shitty enough as we all know, like as it is. And uh, like, I, I just can't imagine like, just like flying, like with, with all those winds and, and trying to do that. Um, like that. Yeah. That'd be a tough task to do, but yeah. Who, who yeah. Knows? That, that gravity field seals in the wind. I was just not better. It's such a nice quote. Like we're all thinking like, how's voice recognition? Not a little bit better with the amount of stuff. The amount of times you're listening to us, you think it'd be better. Also, I like how this clarifies that uh, they can use the, they can share the radiant from like state, like half a country away, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was big. That, that, and they yeah, switched that, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, weird because Marshall was like, I was trying to dial up connection to the radiant, but uh, you know, it wasn't working because, oh, you're using it. He didn't actually say dial up, but like, you know, that's how I entered. Mm. But like, it's funny, right? Like he was like, I was trying to use it, but it wasn't working, which makes sense because you're using it, right? It says it right there. I was going to fly to the yeah. jewel to get some beer and moose yeah. tracks, but I couldn't get the radiant. Makes sense. So that's, that's the, I think best that's ice cream, best ice cream, moose tracks. <laughs> yeah. Of course you would best. say that Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. 100%. A lot of the fantasy in the comics, you see, you know, superpowers, there's power fantasy, but, you know, sometimes you see people that can, you know, drink beer and eat ice cream on the same night and, like, can maintain their figure, you know, that's kind of stuff. I don't know if you can do that, but I'd be, I'd be, you would know if I had beer and ice cream this weekend, I'll tell you that much. But that was Marshall, nice. Yeah. All the thirst straps, bro. All the thirst straps. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's probably the bath bombs. I mean, he's probably always eating like shit. If he's always, if he has, if he works at a place that like sells like edibles, I don't know. I'm thinking, Mar I don't know how Marshall isn't fat. That's his superpower, really. <laughs> um, we, so yeah, we, here we get the 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 exchange between the guys, and there's a joke on the next page as Nathan's flying through the town. Um, he's he's going to an address that he found in Shift's messages, which he thinks is a warehouse. So he's gonna you know investigate. There's a funny joke. They're actually similar to one Matt made in one of the previous episodes. If you look at the the sign, 
on the building it says koalas scare me tonight only and if you remember we made that joke after rogue sun was um was it rogue sun or yeah rogue sun is where the band first mentioned didn't didn't even notice that yeah Yeah. so i just thought that was funny coincidence (laughs) koalas scare me my favorite band i've never heard from like so good (laughs) I, I love the touch too, and the, the reason why I, I didn't see it, I, I love the touch of just the phone, like giving him the addresses as he's flying. Yep. Uh, just, the, just the, the lettering was I really loved, cool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was awesome. Nice touch. Yeah. And uh, really, I, I, I like when I saw the lettering, I read it in like Siri's voice. <laughs> so, like, really nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, uh, so, yeah, they're, go- they're going to the powers. I love the camaraderie again. I love that, Mar- like, like you said, Marshall's always doing something funny. He's always being Marshall. And he was just like, he's just chewing while he's talking and he's just stuffing his face. Like, he's not making himself productive in any way to, to Wendell. He's not making himself really productive in any way to, to freaking Nathan. He's just being Marshall. And I love it. Yeah, so good. Also, the Metal Gear reference. Oh, Chef's kiss. You got to love it. Perfection. You know he loves Hideo. You know Marshall. Uh, you know loves Hideo Kojima. And yeah, eating the chips is nice. And he said that the, uh, the Wendell's powers are mostly a glitch, anyways, or whatever. So like you can see, he's not helping. Eva, he is right. not. Uh, I love that. I, I that got me thinking if it was whether like if that was like if, reminiscent of our joke. Remember when we said like all he does is is just like you know prediction. He he can't fly. He can't do anything. And we were making that joke when we first uh, yeah. saw Wendell in action. But uh, no, he's actually quite powerful. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Warehouse time. Yo, is that look look in on the pole on the pole outside the warehouse? Is that one of the stray dogs, or am I just reading into it too much? Like the stray dog Could series it. from Could it yeah 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 yeah. Like, yeah. like, is that one of the stray dogs from the stray dog series, or am I just like fucking crazy? Like, I don't think so because like yeah, we can do Disney eyes. So, yeah. Like we saw Orton yeah. with the Disney eyes. Yeah. What's the really... what's the eye? I wonder if any of these like images actually matters. Like like the, I thought the eye was really curious. I'm hoping Bird with Hat is the next spinoff for the Mass Effect. I would read the shit out of that. That fucking bird with the little like beanie on and the pants. Oh, yeah. He looks like the Terry the Platypus. Yeah. 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 There's the eye too. That could be the all-seeing eye. Maybe they're big Seaway fans. I don't know. If we, yeah. If we I thought that was some Kieran shit at first. I was like, is Kyle fucking with us? Because, man, they do so much of this like, background uh, Easter eggs, cameos, and all this stuff, and other radio issues everywhere. And we've seen that's like, how Rogue Sun and Dead Lucky were introduced. Exactly, I was literally yeah. just about to say that. There you go, you read my mind. So, yeah, <laughs> in the next page, we go to uh, the warehouse storage hut, and yeah, this this was this was interesting because well, the exchange went exactly as I expected it to, but I gotta say that touch at the very last panel on this page where. You get you catch the reflection of the guy on the mask or on Rady Black's helmet. That's a chef's kiss touch right there. That was so mm-hmm. cool. I love yeah, that, that was that was that was really well done. And I think I think too that 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 does look like the way Radiant Black was drawn. I, I would assume it, that would have been Zay Carlos or whatever. Um, like that doesn't look quite like Eduardo's Radiant Black, but it 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 looks really cool and it was an awesome awesome touch for sure. Awesome. Yeah, and I gotta say, I think having Raul Angelo do the colors for this issue was a really good idea because the colors, like overall, are a little bit tamer. They work for this filler issue where we're talking more about character development and and flashbacks and really expanding and doing some good character work here. But they're also they don't shy away from being gorgeous. Like on the next page, when you get the sudden, the the guy just pulls out the gun and just shoots Brandon Black across the chest. Big 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 explosion freaking blows out the building 
gorgeous colors love that love the action love the distortion effect you, you guys know we've talked about this so much I mean, we we talk about it every episode almost or almost every issue that's in but the distortion effects by Marcelo and everyone else fantastic stuff Mm, I like how this fleshes out uh, like shifts little empire here too, where it's like, okay, storage unit, this is kind of how he's doing it. So it's less like guesswork on the, how he's running this. Like, no, he has people that are willing for money to do this kind of stuff. And money has been a theme in this, you know, it's in a lot of comics because, you know, money's a big deal in our, our lives. And so we see that, you know, being, we say, he says it later on, there's always money or, <laughs> yep. money's, you know, money's always there. So it's true where he asks he, him, what's the one thing that would get the character to, to, to turn him into like a crime series. And he's mm, like money. It's always the money. money money or something yeah. like that yeah so yeah i do like that through line through here how like people will sell themselves out just like brayden sold his soul for you know uh for status and you know uh livelihood and this guy is like okay i'll just sit here and my job is to like let people turn my head whenever someone comes in and then also shoot radiant black if he pops in so uh, this was nice yeah i mean he laid down the law he told him like your your connects all dried up ship's gone your insurance uh your insurance I hope it sucks and then he just leaves the guy there so a big uh, mic drop moment but i love i love the really subtle this this panel really effective where he gets the text and then the panel right next to it they zoom in really close on his eye and you can see I, again i talked about the emotional uh, and the facial gestures in this issue being extremely uh potent like matt said the emotions are incredible and this was uh no exception. This you could really feel in the moment. His expression change again every time Braden is brought up, in one way or another. His expression changes. He gets upset, and and yeah. uh, rightly so, right? Just one yeah. irregular shape, that triangle, that weird triangle, and you know it's an eye, mm -hmm. and it's like, and you feel yeah. it. Like, that's conveys so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, su super impressive stuff, and 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 also uh, back to Matt's point too about like th this ju just showing kind of like shifts, kind of new empire growing, and like just having like supporters all around, like this this owner of this storage unit. But um, like like th this point here that he says like like Radiant Blacks here like looking for the guns that they're keeping in these storage units, and he's like he's like dude, like we're not we don't keep anything here because everyone wants this stuff. Like it's all gone. Like it's all being sold out. Like and and we've seen too in uh, in Dead Lucky just like the people's wants and needs for yep. like this kind of stuff. And and they're uh, not far yeah, from it too. Just, we're in LA, yeah. so you could use yeah. this in Dead no, Lucky Volume sure. Two. We could go back to the vault here, right? So I like mm -hmm. that this could be used later. Yep, good point. Yeah, and another flashback, and it's another Brayden flashback, but this time they're clearly older because Brayden looks a little older. His beard is longer than it was where it was patchy and hairs barely up visible. On yeah. Nathan. Yep, hairs up on Nathan. He looks a little older as well. And they're they're having another almost rift between the two. Uh that's where, you know, he he, he Brayden's like, You don't need me. You're you're the real writer. You're gonna be, you know, the next this, the next that um but uh but you know he's like i think it's for the best of us but it's time to go in a different direction and he's like it's not even like really your idea so he just stole another one of nathan's ideas or stole nathan's idea basically and yeah nathan's back at that same place today um so that's gotta hurt I mean, it, it, he's it's weird to bring the person back to the scene of the crime where you're gonna do the same thing to them again so yeah, we're Simon in the Belmont too. Uh, get rid of this demon. Get because <laughs> like, this is some bullshit. No, I you know I had to make the pun, but yeah, to bring someone right back to the place where it's like, and obviously it's kind of like the JJ stuff where to JJ is no big deal. Just walk across my ex. Oh, we're cool. Going back to this bar. This is our old hangout. But the the thing that Nathan remembers the most in this bar, and he mentions it, is where 
this is the bar he was where he screwed him last time and took his last his other idea you know so it's like memories stick to places for the people especially those who get the worst end of the situation so it just shows how little they care and it's business for them and they don't see what they're doing to him or maybe they do and it makes it even worse maybe wait maybe he is british austrian he says glom on i don't okay. feel like that's something americans say maybe i'm wrong i don't know i've never heard that before no uh nathan oh, said to him nathan said first. First. yeah yeah Oh, so really? now you're trying to glom onto another one. Oh, glom on. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I but Nathan might be that. British. Look at that bottom left panel on that page. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't look Constantine. That <laughs> <laughs> does look very Constantine, though. I love, I love that they added the little touch of their reflections in the mirror. Like that's, that's really, that's really cool. Freaking brain with his Gryffindor uh, scarf almost, right? Like it's white and black <laughs> instead of white and red. It's like you're not fooling anybody. Give him the still wearing the scarves. Uh, <laughs> still, even in the present day, still wearing the scarves. Cool. Yeah. Although Nathan's got a winter jacket on, it is. Winter. I mean, yeah, it's LA. It might be true. Yeah, that's true. Heard. So it must be cold. If it's cold out, sure, you you can accept the scarf. That's, yeah, that's scar- yeah, for, exactly. for some cold, but 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 not for him. Like we, we we've seen him wear it in the summertime. So we're just smart <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. He he, he lost his chance. But I, you could tell it gets ugly because that's where he's like, Braden, cut the bullshit. You're not a writer. You've never been a writer. But then Braden retorts, like, have you sold anything? And he he calls, like, yeah, yeah, Nathan hits him where it hurts. But so does Braden. And that's part of the shit part of being friends with this person or former friends is that they kind of know your weaknesses, even just from being around you a lot. So it's like, or part of your weaknesses or, you know, some of your faults. And at this point, Braden's hitting him where it hurts. And there is truth to it, right? Because like you said earlier, Nathan put himself out there, and even though he was manipulated, you know, in, a, in some. I think sorry to cut you off, but I just think that yeah. that little panel in the in the conversation really highlights the difference between them because Nathan says you're yep. not a writer, you've never written anything, but then he he replies, "Have you sold anything?" Yeah, he it's wants to about... create art. This guy wants to sell. Shit. Exactly, it's it's yeah. almost like he's he's a used car salesman, you know. Yep. Yeah, or he owns like an art an art gallery, and he needs to fill up his hallways one way or another, right? Like I I just. It's true. He it's about selling an idea, selling something, but Nathan hasn't sold out, right? Like Nathan, maybe Braden wanted to create when he came in. I don't know if he wanted to just hustle his way to the top. And also you can see another world where these two could work together and be a force in Hollywood, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes creators aren't as social or know yep. or have a, the skill set to climb or open find ways to open mm-hmm. doors for themselves. So they could have been, you know, a good mm-hmm. team, but it didn't go. But I think I think Nathan has creator's integrity in the sense that he oh, wants yeah. to. I think Braden wants content, and I think Nathan wants to write. Yes. Yes. Yep. You're right about the integrity part too. He's he's very like protective of his uh, of his writing. Yeah. Let's say content and call it content. Like need more content, bro. Like hey, Scorsese, love your content. Like you know, that kind <laughs> of shit. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's just like he wants more art. Like Nathan wants to write. He wants to be a writer. And it's weird because Braden knows that. He even tells him earlier, like you're going to be the next this. Right? I don't remember the name he says, but you know he's like, oh, you're going to be the next like this popular writer. So it's like it's weird that he's he's just trying to say whatever he and Brian didn't remember say. it either because has no impact right. on him he doesn't care about writers or the craft of writing mm-hmm. right he forgot the name it just shows and, and this is insulting the the money yeah. that's that's the that's the the straw that broke the camel's back because him giving him the money is like he's like shot nathan is shocked he's like what's that and he's like look like i check for ten thousand because jonah is only going to offer you 3k for the option you'll close at five but this is me giving you on top of that because i think we i believe in this we could make it a banger and i really like it it's a win-win and he really puts Nathan in a shitty position. It's really disrespectful, especially that uh, 
okay, okay, and then the pat on his shoulder at the end. Like, that's very, like, condescending. So, yeah. I'm, that's I, the blood I, money. That's, that's what he gets for the blood diamonds, right? Like, that's for Nathan. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to accept this shit. Like, this isn't what I'm owed, but he's in debt. Like, 10 grand plus the 5 grand is almost half the debt that paid off from what we saw initially in the series. I forget exactly what happened when he came out of the coma and the credit card debts, and I assume the GoFundMe, like, paid off all his debts there. His but parents paid off some of it, too. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's enough money to, like, get him halfway out of the friggin' hole. But because he's got that integrity, and sometimes the people with, you know, it's almost stubborn how much they don't want to, like, let go of any of their, you know, their pride and stuff like that to the point that you throw away money that could be feeding you and saving your ass, but you have your morals to keep you warm at night. You know, like, it's It's, it's nice, also, but... like, why would you want to help someone who screwed you and then is screwing your ex-girlfriend? That's guilt money. That's not helping them. It's for his conscience. Yep. Accepting yeah. that. Exactly. Like, he, yeah, he's waking sure. way Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we get this meeting, um, the meeting that we've been, that Nathan's been looking forward to, the, the whole reason he's in LA. Uh, you know, they're, they're obviously late and he says, you know, sorry, crazy morning. We get JJ and we get this guy who looks like Michael Bay. Uh, it's pretty funny. I didn't realize, <laughs> I thought it was Keanu at first, but then some people on discord were like, he actually looks like Michael Bay as well. And I looked it up and I'm like, no, he really looks a lot like Michael Bay. That's crazy. So, um, yeah. So he, he knows he's like, they tell me that, you know, Braden Fox and of course, yeah, Braden Fox, of course. And he's like, yeah, I know Braden. We were roommates actually. And he's like, can't imagine. He's such a character, and he really loves the source material. He could not have been more complimentary about you. And it, it, it's really weird because it's just like, God, that's not what you want to hear. It's like it's probably manipulative. It's manipulative. It is manipulative. So it's just like you could already see all the angles being worked in in that respect. But he's like, you know what? Like, that's where Nathan is just like, you know, fuck all this Hollywood talk. Like he's getting into the story, and he's like, look. The story, this, 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 that's about a person who, you know, it's like a, it has a true romance feel. But then he says, but with Sean getting out and the ex coming to him with new jobs, them getting back together, and, you know, they basically get a chance to redo their old lives just better. But, you know, that story is bullshit because Sean wouldn't be the same person he was before prison. And then he looks at JJ and she kind of has this, like, like, she can't face him, look, this guilty look. And he says, and he wouldn't let himself be used again. And I think that immediately, once I read that, I knew what was going to happen for the rest of the meeting. What did you guys think of that line? Most powerful. It really showed you a lot of Nathan's character and his growth, like, throughout the past 20-something issues. And because considering all the flashbacks before where he was manipulated by Brayden, he really did, like, learn from that, and he put his foot down this time and did something for himself rather than being used for someone else's gain. Yeah, we see JJ's reaction on the other panel. Like, she, I don't know if she takes this, right? Like, I, I, I've, you, maybe she doesn't, like, she has no, like, cognition with this kind of stuff, whereas, like, she just thinks it's the story stuff, and he's just talking about story stuff, and there's no relation <laughs> to the real life situation. He's like, I've had, I've had an ex where I've written metaphors, and a lot of stuff goes over their head, and it's just so uh, shit, and I felt bad for her, but it's like, also, it's like, ah, that's kind of, like, half of who I am. So, like, you need to, it's kind of funny to me that she didn't, but I, I, I like to think that JJ, she's not, I don't think she's dumb, and I think she kind of knows, it's like, hey, you kind of know what you're doing. So, like, we could get, like, if this sinks in, we might get, like, a text later on, JJ, like, yeah, I realized that that was kind of terrible. And, oh, yeah, Brayden, I caught Brayden cheating on me 15 times or something. <laughs> like, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. But I like to think that uh, J this hit a, a chord with JJ. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Just super powerful. And yeah, I, I think for sure. Yeah, she she definitely understood it. And just like just kind of like the shadow on her face, too. Like she's just kind of like looks pretty doom and gloom there. But um, I, I love the reaction, just like the the next like the conversation with uh, with Michael Bay here. <laughs> Yeah, the um, what's funny is like he, the producer, speaks Brayden's language, right? Where like he might not even a guy with his be a guy with his finger on the pulse of what stories they really need and what could be an, an excellent film or or a streamer, as they say, right? Like you look at Sony, if Kevin Feige didn't come to them in in 2014 and they made the deal to save Spidey, I mean, look at the quality of Sony, right? There's a lot of people in power in Hollywood that just pass the shittiest ideas, and sometimes a cocaine bear gets by and is actually like half decent, but like there's so much stupid stuff out there. Cocaine that, shark now i'm all exactly we're all in so it's it's on you're not even safe in the water from you know uh, whatever but yeah that's a curveball but yeah so studio executives don't always know so it's like there's always these barriers for these creative types you know i'd have to go to publishers and try to sell myself right that's the other thing is you have to sell yourself and that's hard as a writer because it can seem inauthentic to be trying to like embellish all this stuff you might be a little insecure about because mm -hmm. a lot of writers they overthink and they're not the best at selling themselves mm -hmm. or not touching their mic when they're going on these an executive doesn't give a shit about your creation they just see uh -huh. the all bills you mm -hmm. know what i mean whereas you care about your baby like you know what i mean at least most uh, most people who are creators i know care about their creations i've again i can tell kyle higgins really cares about his masterverse and the characters because mm -hmm. of, you know of everything they've done so far it's obvious I think so, in that room with self-made, right? Like he's like, I know I mean, he knows he put out something excellent, might not have sold as well as it should have, but like he still put out that amazing piece of yeah. art. Exactly, as he should yeah. be. Yeah, as he should be, exactly. So it's like it's like I think here Nathan he wants he wants his vision. He doesn't want his vision to be distorted by whatever the fuck Braden's trying to push. And you can see immediately, right, what he says. So he gets what forced back into it. We want a contemporary crime show. What would force him back to that place? And that's where you see Nathan say money. It's always money. And the background goes like blue and dark. <clears throat> but in the next, in the next panel, that's where you see the executive immediately. go, well, sure. Yeah. Do we want to loop Braden in? I feel like we can build this out as a vehicle for someone immediately. His instinct is like, yeah, let's go to Braden. Let's, let's build this out. So it's like, he has no, like, he doesn't give a shit about Nathan. Like, Nathan's not even, even though he's, like, here, like, talking to him, he's like, he's like, okay, look, I'm not interested in, uh, you know, Nathan and, and uh, Braden doing this. Maybe I can try. And then when he's, like, immediately, you could see the expression of the executive changing. He's like, no, you know, it's not, it's a little tough. They really want these things packaged up. I don't think a streamer will make that deal, you know? So, yeah, like, it's just tough. Yeah, I, I like the way the panel like stands out and juxtaposed to like all the other panels. It's the only one different in the middle and stuff like that. And it's a really prevalent panel. Money, it's always money. And then sadly, it's it's a true statement that applies to a lot of stuff is how it leads to corruption and stuff like that. And, you know, this guy almost seems lost when the uh, Michael Bay guy, when he realizes that, uh, that he doesn't want to have brain involved. It's like it's like you told him that, like, you know, he can't bring his kid with him somewhere or something like it's he's like heartbroken. And it, I hate that idea that like Brayden has to be part of it. We'll bring Brayden for what? Because this is all Brayden does is these pitch meetings and stuff like that. Like he doesn't know how to actually make the product. He's just selling you the stuff to the to the uh, to the mob boss, basically. Yep. He's the guy who knows how to tell the execs what they want to hear. Like, you know what I mean? It's just to sell the product. So. Whereas, like, it doesn't really have anything to do with delivering the vision of the actual creator or, you know, creating something that they actually were trying to uh, bring to life in some sort of fashion. I, I do love that as we're seeing the driver pull up, that we have the attention to detail of the driver sticker on the left, uh, or sorry, on the right side of the windshield. I love that. And uh, yeah, Nathan's back on his way to LAX terminal. Bittersweet, 
uh, bittersweet because things fell apart, but Nathan held his resolve and showed character, showed development. I think Nathan really improved a lot as a person in this issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. I love the Brayton text like three thumbs down, <laughs> like three emoji stuff. That's like, so get out of here. Get yeah, out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And then JJ, <laughs> JJ is telling us, I was just trying to help you. Like, nah. Plus, his initials are BF, that. like boyfriend. So you remember that he's JJ's boyfriend when you see the little picture there. So, oh, like, God. What were you saying, Ali? No, I love the, the text to mom. He's like, this is flight number 8267 if you want to track it. Yeah, it's it's like, that's, that's how my mom is too. Whenever I'm traveling, he's like, This is Burnett always coming in clutch. Yeah, and we get like a lot of wisdom from these driver drivers here. He goes, So are you leaving home or are you going home? And he goes, Uh, going, I'm going home. So he's, he does yeah. not consider LA home. There, there's a spark, of, a spark of hope though, because right as he's leaving the car home, I'm Taylor's here. Yeah. He gets he gets someone just yells hey reading black and at the moment it's like oh shit and he sees the guy that was the director for the sorry the writer for the versus video and he's like you know they get to talking and he's like what are you doing at a meeting and he's like oh that's pretty much la and he's like this is kind of important he's like look i partnered up with the versus guys we're gonna actually it's not studio stuff but we're making cool stuff i'm flying out to new orleans now for the next one which is where broke sun is so maybe they're yeah, doing a yeah. broke sun video Ooh. that would be really cool excited i i think that is what There's they're doing little, here like a little yeah. easter egg, easter egg. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and yeah so 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 he just tells him i think this was really cool a really cool line he's like Feels like this place is about eras, you know. The weather change, the weather never never changes. It's hard to feel time, so it's kind of about who you're spending time with and who you were when. You know what I mean? And that's where Nathan says, "Yeah, I do actually." So I thought that was a really nice way to end uh, the issue and cap off a tough um, trip for Nathan. Timing is a big factor in a lot of life, right? You never know. Some things can happen when you know you're not ready yet. You don't even understand opportunities that slip through your fingers. And sometimes timing hits you, right? Where you're you're down, you're defeated, but hey, here's a little light. And it's kind of I love what this says to creative types out there, which is like, hey, you, if you stick with your ideals, you never know what opportunities will come your way with other like-minded people that really care about the art and they're really passionate about it. And there's always ways beyond Hollywood. It's not the only option. They they're not the only ones making movies and there's always another way if you truly believe in your craft and work hard. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And uh, yeah, getting uh, also get like get getting back on the plane here. I love I love this scene. Just like love the way this ended. Just with uh, like just Nate, Nathan's face in the window, kind of like mimicking the reading black element, obviously. But just seeing like oh, from, like and then yeah, j just that big line we'll we'll talk about. Um, but real quick, I, I did want to point out I I do love the way uh, I I believe that Zay Carlos again that that's drawing Marshall in that in that last uh, in that last page on on the FaceTime. He uh, yeah, he draws Marshall really well. So I, yeah, just want to point that out. Definitely, uh, Zay Carlson, awesome addition Yo, to the situation. Fact, you're gonna like this. Marshall's got the Mandark uh, friggin' M in his hair there, like the bangs, the Mandark bangs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. A Mandark from Dexter's Lab, if if you don't know, a fantastic cartoon. Or network. Susan, yeah. if you're a real, real hardcore Dexter's Lab. Yeah, um, yeah. Mandark. First, man mention a Mandark on the podcast. If you want to know a lot of my sense of humor, go go see what Mandark's all about. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Dexter's <laughs> Lab is so good, the best. But yeah, um, I just want to say, I I we gotta. 
I, I don't know if we mentioned this directly, but there's a moment here where he says, like, if you ever want to do work together, you know, like we could work together, hit, hit me up if you want to work on more stuff. I had a blast working with you. And then he says, yeah, you too. So that's a really nice little moment of victory for Nathan at the end, I think. Because like one door closes, another one opens, right? Yeah, I feel like this is like Kyle. If he's like leaving LA and you see someone that works like an animation studio, and you know what I mean, like I'll take your number in case I ever do a bomb ass comic that I need a cartoon for, uh, for just like one issue. You know what I mean? Like you never know what you're gonna be. I'd I'd love to know. I mean, obviously Kyle has gone to LA. He's lived a lot of the Nathan life. You can tell, and I I feel like, you know, I really like what he's done. You can tell, like he probably met a lot of people that have been instrumental in the Massiverse via his time elsewhere. Right? You never really know when you're gonna develop your own super network, not just for fun definitely i mean yeah uh yeah and and they and just want to say last thing here in this issue the you know the they kind of there's the panel of nathan looking out the window all hopeful almost like over you know like a, a new sun has risen there's a new day blah blah, blah. but then mm -hmm. like it's like fuck i need to move back to la that's a really bittersweet way to end the issue because i'm like oh my god i really hope like I, I don't know. I, I've been really enjoying the chemistry between Marshall and Nathan. I don't know how Marshall could deal with, with that kind of change. So it's like, it's either, mm. I think something big is going to happen or Marshall's going to just go with him. Right? Like, I don't know. You know, you know, it's crazy too. We never actually saw Marshall without Nathan. Right. Except when he was in a coma. And at that point he was fucking depressed as shit. So if, if they separate again, I'm pretty sure Marshall's going to take it pretty fucking tough. Yeah, he's a support human. Orson doesn't seem like he was trained to do such things. And, like, yeah, that's a good point where we don't know. Marshall will fall apart. Nathan can survive, but also there's a strength in the two of them, right? Like, I feel like if Marshall was there and Brayden was fucking around, I feel like Nathan and Marshall would be like, look, you're going to give him 20K for this script, and you're lucky yeah. to have him around or something. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, and I feel like maybe after the Catalyst War, Nathan could just go back to L.A. It's like, okay, I, I fought, now it's peacetime, and I've got some ideas here. Marshall is both nathan's biggest bully and biggest like supporter so i mm. he'll he'll work really well with him in la i think true yeah and um a great way to cap off a fantastic issue i know a lot of people said this one was a little bit slower but i think i think appropriately so i think this was a fantastic character development issue i think this issue is a good setup for the big six seven months that we're gonna have between reading black 24 to 30 and i say 24 because we've already gotten the pages for 24 that's going to be the return to existence huge issue and then right after we don't have time to relax we got catalyst to war so it's a very exciting time to be a, a fan of the massive verse a fan of rating black yeah yeah we, we have our plates full we're going to be <laughs> covering so much on the podcast probably there are many theories everywhere kathy uh yells everywhere you know what i mean like so excited for that but before we end there's one thing we all love. It's Marshall's School of Business, and we got another installation of Marshall's School of Business. This time it was the writing, the comic book writing debut. So congratulations of Andrew Lehman? Lehman or yeah. Lemon? I, I'm not sure yeah, how you pronounce it. I say Lehman. Lehman? Yeah, Lehman. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, I, I really like this one. And art, art by Nicolo Lelapi, who is, by the way, I believe Erica Dorso's partner and a very talented artist so check his workout oh, cool. really cool stuff yeah plus and becca carey doesn't miss becca out on entirely yeah there you go there you go so what'd you guys think of this one i this one was one of my favorites to be honest i really enjoyed this one best use of absent space by default or negative space for sure uh yeah i this that's how it's gonna stand out to me but i did like this one i thought it was pretty layered what about you guys 
I agree. And I, I, one thing I just want to sh- just shout out real quick before we dive into this is I love Nicolo Lapi's use of facial expressions. I think he's so good at it. And I yeah, think he did the last yeah. one as well, the last Marshall School of Business. I, I know the gorilla's he did, energy. It's like, yeah. The, yeah, he did the right. one with the with the Italian. Remember? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So the, that one was that one was the, the, at least the artwork. I loved it, and I really enjoyed the uh, the uh, artwork on this one. I thought the writing was incredible. This one was definitely, I think, my one of my top three uh, school prisons. Andrew Andrew really did a good job, like um, conveying Marshall's ability to fucking talk, 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 and talk and talk until he either <laughs> annoys someone enough that they leave or like pisses someone off that they're going to complain to the boss but guess what marshall marshall apparently like lives there sometimes never going to get rid of him he's essentially orson just barking until they go away right like allow oh my god yes (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's a good point yeah no this was this was just a fun one and i think yeah definitely definitely the highlight for me was was the art on this one just like the uniqueness of it and uh i love just the variety of of artists and just talent we get on these books and mm-hmm. awesome to see a debut a debut here that's, this, this that's one really felt cool. very clerks to me like like especially when he's like thank god i thought that jerk off would never leave and then he just starts talking to the other lady about the year about the geese i thought like that was very randall from mm-hmm. um, oh yeah clerks i loved it so took me back to that moment so thank you uh, andrew nicolo and becca fantastic installation and of course on the next page you've got the no one advertisement no one number one coming out march 15th next wednesday please please check it out it's so good we all got a chance to read it we can't spoil anything yet but we'll have our review our review out tuesday night just around you know it was time it hits wednesday morning and you're going to also get the companion podcast the official no one companion podcast with julia uh, sorry with the rachel a cook and pat noswalt so i can't wait for that guys super exciting yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to miss out on it. If you like crime thrillers and like, you know, that guy is, uh, we've read the first issue and like, I can't spoil anything, but I, I will spoil that it. it's well written and I think you'll enjoy it. Like, I need to see the next few issues. Like, it was, yeah. I was impressed and it's hard to continue to be impressed when you kind of know what you're dealing with Kyle Higgins mm-hmm. and that's like, you don't know what the hell it is, but really well done. Everyone's, I love the art too. Like, it was, it's good. In it's my good. opinion, Otsman El Hau is the best letter in comics right now. In my opinion, like, it just me, my personal opinion yeah and uh except like there's it's hard to do it when he's not taking any l's so he's just using 25 letters but like it's really really amazing <laughs> that's, that's such shitty don't don't let me don't let me advertise anything but no really good uh you don't want to miss it i love that cover with the plate for the face or whatever oh my god that's one of my yeah, favorite mark, i've ever seen yeah mark engler did the cover uh that variant and he's actually the colorist on the series so super talented Ooh. guy yeah Definitely check that out. Uh, yeah, uh, let us know, guys. Are you uh, guys and girls? Uh, are you feeling twenty two? Was this uh, one of your favorite issues? Was it a sleeper? Tell us why. Did uh, listen to this? How improve your enjoyment of the book? And maybe you'll give it a second chance. Just let us know. Yeah, for sure. And and I'll, I'll also too. Uh, co- cool little thing. We, we get our our first uh, our first like widespread poster like from these exclusives. Um, for sure. Um, so this this was kind of cool. Just ra- reading black in uh, Los Angeles. You get the Hollywood sign in the in the background. Just um, and yeah, just just him kind of chilling there. Just just a nice nice clean poster. And uh, I saw it too. You can uh, you can put this one on a towel too. So uh, if you want to go to the beach with reading black, uh, there you go. Yeah. It's oh, a really cool shit. banner, fine art print. Yeah, go to Black Market Narrative. Go to their uh, their shop. They have the fine art print for the I believe it's the Chris Evanwees 
variant, the 125 for Raiden Black 22 with the, the LA and the, and the Ferris wheel or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it looks beautiful. You can get that as a fine art print, as a banner, as a poster. They even have framed options from the uh, Black Market Narrative shop. So just go check that out if you're interested. Big shout that's <laughs> i've got like in my head like the towel i've always wanted what is the tally from south park i know it's a real towel i've never made the plunge and do it but this is the second most i've ever mm -hmm. wanted a towel in my life that sounds lame but you're hearing it from matt murphy who <laughs> has a butt who thinks of weird shit and yeah so i'm probably going to get that beach towel and everyone's going to know that everyone's going to think i'm a big uh, science guy but no just in the comics and good ones so yeah enjoy that shit. <laughs> So I want to give a big shout out and a thank you to our Patreon. So we got Breeding Black Podcast, patreon.com slash Breeding Black Podcast. If you want to support us, uh, we really appreciate it. You know, directly support the show. It means a lot. Or, you know, just leave a review or a comment or a like. That goes a very long way uh, as well. So thank you. And shout out to our patrons, Noah, Patrick, and Joe J. Thank you so much for your support, guys. We appreciate it. And Noah, I just shipped out your, your book. Sorry, I've been struggling with some injuries in real life, but I finally just shipped out your book. So you should get that soon. Anyway, thank you guys. Um, we have a surprise on Monday that we're doing. Um, I might have mentioned it before, but if we haven't, then you're in for something really fun. Stay radiant.